You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you live in your true identity as the creator of your life. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have episode 145, Sneak Peek into the Nourishment Challenge. So what is your relationship with food? What comes up for you when you think of nourishing your body? Better yet, what comes up for you when you think of sticking to a physical goal for your body for a certain time frame? A few days ago, we started our nourishment challenge on the CoCreate app. This is a 40-day challenge all focused on nourishment. But if you are like me or others on my team, we usually have a little bit of dread some judgment and a lot of expectations when it comes to how we think we should eat or care for our bodies. For these reasons, it was really important to us to treat this challenge in the most loving way possible with a lot of freedom. And I have to admit, I love the approach we ended up with. Already, we're having people in the CoCreate app community sharing their excitement too, and I wanna give you a little sneak peek of why. If you love this podcast, I know you would love my app, CoCreate by Brooke Snow, available in the Apple and Google app stores. The CoCreate app gives you access to over 100 guided meditations, new yoga classes, inspirational audio courses, and community challenges to support you in living in your true identity as the creator of your life. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit brooksnow.com forward slash app. Friends, this episode is different than any episode I've done before on the Brooks Snow podcast. All my episodes here are scripted to perfection. They are the result of hours of work from me editing my thoughts over and over again to clearly express what I hope to share. This episode is the opposite. (laughs) If you have ever wondered what unedited, raw, unfiltered Brooke was like, then you're about to get a taste. It is possible for me to talk without a script, believe it or not. And this is actually the casual approach I take with any live program I run. A few days ago, we started our next community challenge on the CoCreate app, and these challenges are live experiences where I co-teach with my coach, Christy Drennan. I love these challenges because we benefit from the energy of having a group commitment and goal where we support each other for 40 days. The last challenge we did was instrumental in helping me move out of depression And this challenge is carrying that same momentum forward. The challenges include weekly lessons, support tools, and this current one, we are including the opportunity for some live coaching as well. The challenge experience is available to anyone subscribed to the app for only $11 and 11 cents a month. The challenge itself is worth so much more than that. Not to mention the access you gain to the entire library of meditations, yoga, and courses at the same time. If you haven't explored the app yet, I wanted to give you a little sneak peek 
of what the challenges are like by sharing a clip with you in this episode. The challenge lessons are usually about an hour long, but I pulled a 25 minute clip from the first week lesson of this challenge to give you an idea of what you can expect and hopefully get you excited to come and join us. It is not too late to join, but these courses do disappear as soon as the challenge is done. With that introduction, here's a little sneak peek inside. I hope you enjoy. I would add to that, this is why there's a lot of power in doing something for 40 days. Um, mm -hmm. Because it gives you enough time to gather data over time to know, oh, I feel better having eliminated XYZ from my daily diet, or I feel better having put in to my diet XYZ. And sometimes, especially if we set a goal for ourselves, and I'm guilty of doing this, which is why I bring it up. Like I'll set a goal in January. I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat this way. But there was never an end date. And it was like, it was so big and undefined, um, or maybe big and perfect that I couldn't keep to it. But 40 days is doable for most people. It's a short enough period of time that you don't have to commit to it forever. And yet it's a long mm -hmm. enough period of time that it's really great to gather the data of how your body personally feels. So if you've yeah. even been wondering about doing any type of elimination from your diet, maybe you've noticed that you don't feel good eating gluten, for example, or maybe you don't feel good eating sugar or whatever it is. This could be a time of experimentation. We are like, okay, just for the next 40 days, I'm going to see what happens and how do I feel? And maybe you find that, oh, I, I don't feel any different. So maybe that wasn't the thing. Or you might yeah. find that you feel awesome, but it gave you enough time and enough data to be able to have that information for yourself. Let's see it as a really great time for experimenting and, um, and really fine tuning. Cause what you're trying to do is you're really trying to fine tune who you are and what you need. Cause we're all so different and what's good for somebody is poison for someone else. Right. So like, don't give me a banana that'll drop me for eight hours. I have such an allergy to them, but and I love my bananas. kids eat like, <laughs> yeah, my kids eat like three or four a day and it brings them so much joy and they love bananas. Right. So there's nothing wrong with a banana, even though I, it doesn't, it causes me pain. So we have to really be okay with going inward and creating our own nourishment system. Mm. And that's really what we want the whole focus of this challenge to be is on nourishment. The typical approach that I've experienced so many times in my life, and I know it's really common, especially with food, is we give away our agency. We do the things that we think we should do, or mm -hmm. we have judgment that we're not doing the things <laughs> that we should do. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the whole experience of eating and food can become really stressful and highly judgmental. And just like Christy mentioned in the beginning, food is a gift. Like I look mm -hmm. at God's creations and like some of my favorite creations is the food. Like it is, it is meant to be a joyful experience to be able to 
three times a day, like just come in and savor and delight in taste. Like think of that sensation. That's one of our senses, right? I get to taste something and have an experience with this physical body that I have and be able to rejoice in this. But when food, food does not always feel that way. Sometimes food can be like annoying. Oh man, if I didn't have to eat, I could get so much more done. Or if it yeah. takes so much time and effort to prepare something like, or we eat on the run or we're just very not mindful about the experience. Like food can also be a great stress. And so our approach in this 40 day challenge is can we experience the joy that food can be? Mm -hmm. That's why we chose the word nourishment specifically. And we're going to go into all sorts of different amazing angles on nourishment in the coming weeks, but know this from the very beginning that we want to take a really loving and delightful, empowering approach to this, not something that's heavy, dogmatic, lots of rules, thinking that you should do something in a certain way, we're going to turn the tables on the way that a lot of us have experienced any type of food challenge before. Like we didn't even want to put food in the, in the title of the challenge because the no. bigger goal here, <laughs> the bigger goal here is nourishment. With that being said, that leads us to the second part of our challenge. So challenge number one was to pick a specific physical like food goal whatever is correct for you. The second part of this challenge is what we're calling embodiment. And this is a personal fascination topic of mine right now to go into the spiritual side of it. Um, two things. Uh, if you're on this app, hopefully you have taken the free course called law of creation. And in the law of creation, we learn that everything is created spiritually before it is created physically. And there are different components to that. The law of creation framework that I have created is how we see, say, and feel is our spiritual creation. What we do is our physical creation, and that leads to who we become. So see, say, feel, do, become is the components that make up creation. And oftentimes when we approach any type of habit, we typically focus on the doing. Like across the board, that's how we usually set goals is, oh, I want to do this. Or maybe we even go further out and we're just focusing on what the outcome is. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to run fast or run a marathon. I want to uh, write a book, like whatever it is, we might focus on that outcome that we want. And then of course you come in a layer and realize that you need a process. You need, you need a way, you need a pathway to be able to get there. Um, but one of the parts that we often forget <laughs> is that everything is created spiritually before it's created physically. And so that's where meditation can come in to be a really great supportive tool, especially with our habits and the things that we're wanting to create in our life, our goals, because it gives you that opportunity to spiritually create. It gives you that opportunity to see it because you can bring in visualization. It gives you an opportunity to say it because we can bring in the power of the word affirmation and affirming who it is that we want to be and what do we want to do and what do we want to become. And then third element there is the feeling element. And this is the part that has often remained mysterious to me, probably because I'm a logical thinker and it's so much easier to just create the vision, say the words, 
And those two things combined will absolutely help generate a feeling. Um, the other, the other portion of this that spiritually that I'm coming from is the teaching of Jesus on the sermon on the Mount. And this is such a radical sermon of Jesus. And part of it is because if you understand the context of who he's speaking to, he's speaking to people who have been following the law of Moses. They have been rigidly like counting the steps that they take on the Sabbath day. They are very much rule followers. They have been like determining who is righteous and who is saved specifically by a checklist of do's and don'ts. And they've been living this way for, you know, thousands of years. And then you get this man, Jesus, who comes in and he totally turns the tables and he starts talking about focusing, not necessarily on the doing, but focusing on the being blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the meek. (laughs) And and he's he's showing how those blessed states of being bring that result that people are wanting which is to see god to inherit the earth to enter heaven and that is a radical different approach than the context of like these people were living in. They were so used to the doing leading to the result. And Jesus is coming in and saying, no, we need to focus on the being. The being is going to lead you to the result. And I think the importance of that, it's not that we never do anything. It's not that, oh, you just sit and focus on, I'm going to be kind. And then I don't do kindness. <laughs> but doing kindness is a lot more empowering and easy when I am being kindness first. If I can actually Mm -hmm. focus on the feeling and embodying that state of being, the doing is like natural. It's just like kind of just flows out of you. It's like you want to do the thing that's going to lead to that result that you want. But sometimes when we come from a culture when we come from a religion, when we come just from a society that focuses so much on the doing, 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 um, first of all, you can burn out and (laughs) get really tired. And maybe you get frustrated because the results don't come in the way that you want them to, or as fast as you want them to. And so I'm radically bringing this into my life right now of like, how can I be what I want to be. Can I actually focus on the being first? And this is so different for me. I've done my whole life focused on the doing. And so it is such a new experience for me to focus on the being, but as I do it, like I'm, I've been experimenting with this for like the past month and it's amazing. Like it is so much more empowering and easy. Like easy is just like the word that I want to use over and over again, because I think so often the doing is hard for us and it's because we're doing it out of order. We haven't spiritually created it first, or we haven't embodied it first either. And so my invitation for the second part of this challenge is to pick how, like a word of how you want to feel. Usually when we come into some type of challenge that has to do with food that, you know, can easily relate to our bodies, we, we focus on what the outcome that we want is. 
And mm-hmm. maybe it is, I'm coming into this and like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. So if I change the way I eat, then I'm going to, I'm going to lose the weight. And yet, if I really look at like that particular example, what is it that I really want? Is it that I want to lose 20 pounds or is it that I want to feel different? I think mm-hmm. underneath what all of us want, like we, we think we want a certain outcome. Yeah. I believe under all of those outcomes, what we really want is to feel something. And so it might be that instead of losing 20 pounds, I actually just want to feel more confident in my body. Maybe I want to feel more attractive. Maybe I want to feel more energy. Maybe I want to feel more love for my body, or I just want to feel like more connection and more inside of my body. And so what if instead of focusing on, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. What if I instead understand and I ask myself that question of what do I want to feel? And maybe it is confidence. I want to feel confident. I want to, I want to love my body. What if I used that as my embodiment feeling? What if that was like, it would change everything. It'd be like, okay, I'm going to really focus on feeling confident. I'm going to really focus on being able to love myself and to feel that oftentimes we, you know, we'll, we'll limit or we will withhold what we want to feel until we feel like we deserve it or the outcome has changed so that we're allowed to be able to experience that. I will love myself when I lose 20 pounds, I'll feel confident when, so there's this withholding that's happening. There's this barrier I'm holding back. I won't let myself experience that. Exactly. (laughs) There is a condition. We're wanting to get rid of those conditions. And can I feel that way now? And so Christy and I and our other amazing team member, Brittany, actually met together a couple of weeks ago where we were personally coming together to pick some personal goals for ourselves. And food was one of them, (laughs) like finding the way that we wanted to be able to eat. And I paused the whole meeting and I'm like, okay, wait a second. I'm trying to work on the being, and this is all about the doing. So let's pause. What do you all want to feel? Like, what is the, what do you want to feel when this is all done? And so we all went around and we chose a word and we're like, well, I want to feel this. I want to feel this. And the funny thing was, is that some of us, (laughs) Christy, Christie's it's okay. It was me. Some of us had to change, had to change our goal because it was not (laughs) going to support what you wanted to be able to feel, right? Like, do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) It's laughable at this point, but when you came in with the embodiment word, which embodiment is one of my favorite things to explore, and you were like, well, what do you want to feel, Christy? And I'm like, light. I want to feel light. And I don't necessarily mean my body needs to feel physically light, but that is a bit of a a happy, helpful thing for me to physically measure. I needed the approach to feel light. I needed my mood towards everything to feel light. A little bit of joy in there, a little bit of happiness, lightness. And 
I might have gotten a little emotional and took over the meeting a little bit there. And that's fine. I'll admit that out loud because everything I had picked was the opposite of lightness. It, it was heavy. It was forceful. It was the opposite of everything that I'm encouraging everyone here to do today, which would have been increasing foods I don't like. And so I had to come, re- I had to come back. And you had myself. a million things you were eliminating a huge long, a million. Yeah. It was like, it was a list that it was a list my doctor gave me. And so I have to find, I had to find my own way to approach what she's saying to do in a light way. And it's still in my, so it's not exactly what she's saying to do basically, but (laughs) it's me taking a little bit of that. I have gathered data over the years. And so coming towards doing what my list was, was so heavy. I mean, it was, it was heavier than any of that food could have physically made me be was just the, the way it felt to do it. And when I personally approach anything with heaviness and I, I drop, I have no energy. It won't, it doesn't matter how healthy something is for me. If I come at it from that direction, it'll drop me. So do you want to say your word? I will in just a second. I just want to draw the the connection of like, maybe it's even great to choose your word first. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It's t- yeah. Right. Hands down. Um, or not. And you could realize the way that Christy did that the, the, the food goal that she Approach. chose for herself, right. Did not at all align with how she wanted to feel like they were in contradiction to each other. (laughs) So opposites. I'm like, wow. And, and tell us, I mean, it's only been a short amount of time, but has it helped to have picked an embodiment word and how has that changed things for you? Well, it's helped me. I will tell you the biggest thing that it's helped me is when I actually feel heavy. I'll notice that I approached it with heaviness and not lightness and that what I have to actually do is go backwards and go, what did you do that? Where did you pull yourself out of asking yourself first? Is this going to, is this a light approach to this? Even just, is there a light approach to making this meal? Is there a light approach to this particular food? And is there a light approach or is there a light feeling after eating it? Or was there a heavy feeling afterwards? So, um, and that's with anything that I'm taking into my life. It's it's gone beyond, of course, food, which is what we hope happens for you. Is this is not just about approaching your your nourishment, food, the food you take in. It's all aspects of your life. But I've noticed that it's a coming back to for me because the habit. The habits that we have, the tendency we have when we've approached things in the past, I'm almost 43. So there's a pathway there that I have to retrain to come to this embodiment of lightness. So it's 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 one of those, you know, begin agains for me. But I will say the times where I come towards something 
with a it's lighthearted. It's it's playful energy. It's um not thinking too much or putting too much thought and energy and intensity into it. And that's the best meal for me. It is so easy for me to make that meal. It's so easy for me to eat it. And I don't think about it afterwards because I'm experiencing no heaviness, no pain, no nothing. We should, I should say that I have a sensitive stomach my entire life. So that's where that comes from, like where I'm having to pay attention to the feeling most specifically in my belly. And so the times that I really have, and you know what, we're still doing this. Like we just started this a few weeks ago where we're really focusing on our word. Um, but man, oh, and I put it towards anything. What am I, am I attacking the laundry with heaviness? <laughs> right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It starts to, you start to see it in different ways and yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'll share my word that I picked for myself and it, it's so you, <laughs> <laughs> my word was delight. Like I wanted to be delighted and I have struggled in the past couple of years with some really heavy things happening in my life, some trauma some depression, anxiety. That's why I've had some gut issues arise where I'm needing to heal and go grain free and some stuff like that right now, because stress has literally made a huge impact on my body. Mm -hmm. I do have healthy habits in like all the areas and yet stress itself can still, especially when it was the intensity level that I've been experiencing. Um, it still does damage. And so coming from a a mental health uh, experience and coming from just being so serious, like that can be my default um, emotion and perspective on life is seriousness. Growing up, like my dad would always come to me. He'd be like, lighten up, Brooke. (laughs) Because it was (laughs) like, I would just like zone in to taking everything in life literally and very seriously. And so the word that I wanted to pick for myself to embody, to experience, to feel was delight. I wanted to delight. It has an element of playfulness and joy mixed in there. And so that was, that was the word for me. And one of, one of the goals I picked for myself was no sugar. And we did just have a holiday this week, actually. (laughs) And there, I bought ice cream for our whole family. It had sugar in it. And so it was really one of those moments where like, I was not experiencing delight because I'm, I thought, Oh, that it's, it's a celebration moment. And I made the choice in that moment. I'm like, I'm going to have a little bit of ice cream right now. And I am going to delight in having it instead of feeling sad that I'm not or eating it and feeling shame and judgment. And so mm-hmm. I just had to like observe the situation and, and make the choice that I felt was best for me. And again, like, especially with the elimination stuff, things like that, I think it is good to think, to look ahead and to see like, when could this possibly come in conflict with me? And for me, the sugar mm-hmm. thing that was, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself some free days. I'm going to give myself a free day on this holiday that's here. Or I know that I'm going to this family reunion on this day and I'm going to allow myself to 
to choose one thing to eat that I can delight in. And oh my goodness, it was like such a different experience because in the past I would have judged it. I would have shamed it. I would have like guiltily like partaken, or I would just kind of felt really sad inside myself that I didn't allow myself to have it. And this just or that you failed your goal. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. a big one. Oh, I failed my goal. Yeah. But this was so different. To, and I, I just remember sitting there and it was just a little cup of ice cream and like every single bite. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and it's so delightful. I was, like, I was like really experiencing it and just like taking it in and just enjoying it. And I'm like, that's really what's most important here for me is, yeah. is to find delight in things. And so I want to offer that freedom to other people and just really point out how important the embodiment portion of this challenge is. If, if you totally failed at your physical goal, the whole 40 days, but you succeeded at the embodiment goal, I feel like that is a massive win because we are so focused on the doing side of things, but as a creator, if we can really learn how to embody what we really want to feel, um, and that's going to inform how we approach stuff. And we'll talk about that in the, in the coming weeks, but that to me is the most important change that I'm wanting to make is how I feel. And it's also the most important skill I'm working on because this is new. I just, I don't have practice doing this. I have practice setting goals and doing physical things. I've done that my whole life, but I don't have a lot of experience actually giving importance to how I feel and actually focusing on, well, how do I feel that? And again, we'll bring in some supportive tools to help you be able to do that. But to me, that is the most important part of this challenge. How do you want to feel and can you embody that in the next 40 days? So there you have it, friends, a little sneak peek into our co-create community challenge. If this resonates, I invite you to come and join us. Just download and subscribe to the co-create app and you will have instant access to the challenge. To learn more about the app, you can visit brooksnow.com forward slash app. You are a creator. Now go co-create something.